Welcome to this episode of the This Is Believeland Real Browns Fans Podcast. I am your host, James Mastrucci, and joining me, because he's back from whatever little adventures he was going on, is Jordan Cohen. Jordan, how's it going? <laughs> it's going really well. Good to be back. Good to be back. I, I mean, like, given that it was a Browns loss, it's go- it's still going pretty well. Yeah, this is uh, the first game uh, we've recorded uh, post-game for, so... Uh, yeah, I guess all the all the feelings are still uh, still new. Everything's still fresh, and uh, I guess you're gonna get some realness, some some raw takes out of this. It's gonna be just like I didn't sleep on it overnight. I didn't do any of that other stuff. It's gonna be exactly how we feel right now. Right. But before we get into it, just reminder: remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, ThisIsBelieveOne.com, and RealBrownsFans.com. All right. The Browns lost today, and uh, that stunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my instant takeaway is I saw on Twitter all of the fire Joe Woods, and Joe Woods has not been good. If Joe Woods got fired tomorrow, would I say he deserved to be fired? Yeah, sure. I still don't think Joe Woods was the main problem today. I don't. He wouldn't even be in my top three. Yeah, not mine. I mean, the defense is definitely a misnomer, right? Because they're not giving up a lot of points, but they're letting other teams control the ball a lot, mm-hmm. right? So it's like in soccer, sometimes you see like those teams that are like, oh, well, this team gives up less than like one goal a match they're so good defensively why aren't they winning well it's because they have possession for 25 percent of the match so the other team doesn't score a lot but it doesn't matter they dominate right Mm -hmm. and that's what the browns defense has been really all season like sometimes it's turned out into like high scoring affairs but generally speaking the defense doesn't look good and everybody's like why does well clearly we're missing something no you're just the defense lets other teams control the ball and that happened today yeah that said with that said, I don't care what team you have. If the defense holds the other team to 15 points, you should win. Yes, 100%. When when you have Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry, you should win. Absolutely. But yet, here we are, talking about a Browns loss. They're 4-4. Yep. and four. Um... This team, I guess we can get into a little bit later, but long-term uh, outlook for this season, not looking good right now. But uh, I, I think there's one subject in particular we're kind of dancing around a little bit. Let's just get into it. Uh, the quarterback, Baker. Um, his numbers say otherwise. You'll see people saying saying things, uh, blaming other parts of the offense for why it didn't work today, but he was bad today. I'm sorry. He looked awful yeah i don't even know how good the numbers look to be honest with you like it, it didn't even glance because it just seems obvious enough to me like they're, they're uh, better baker, than you think they are but i mean baker mayfield isn't it he's not baker mayfield may be a guy that will play well enough your team could make the playoffs if it's a stack team every year but that's it he is not it. I am sorry we've seen enough tape. Yeah. This is what Baker Mayfield is. He's inconsistent. He doesn't read the field. He's 
at the same time, very mobile, at least as far as pocket passers go. Mm-hmm. And he can throw short-range bullets. I don't think he has, like, this long-range power arm people think he does, but he can throw short-range bullets. But, like, the problem is those things aren't complementary of each other, right? They're not, and, right. And what defenses have done this year is they stack the box and they don't bite on play action, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen a few times that leads like today Nick Chubb had like two I think ten yard runs in both of them where the Steelers just played the play action they didn't think the Browns were going to run and the Browns ran it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Baker's been figured out right, and this is what you and I said at the end of last season. Yeah, all through the summer that Kevin Stefanski was going to need to figure out a way to change this offense where they could still succeed. And we both, especially after the playoffs, were like, okay, it's going to be harder than people think. But then, like, stuff started during the summer. Like, like, okay, I mean, this offense is stacked. And, like, it is, right? Mm -hmm. Blake Hans was perfectly good when he had to come in from Jack Conklin today. Yeah. Right? The offensive line is stacked. The running backs are stacked. The wide receiver room is stacked. And we're not scoring the way we should. No, we're not. And for the record, Baker was 20 of 31 for 225 yards today. Uh, he was sacked four times as well. Um, but let's let's be real here. The, the last two games we've seen out of Baker Mayfield, it was against the, the Cardinals who ran a 6-2 front the entire game. And against the Steelers, who ran base 3-4 the entire game. These are defenses yep. that t- are telling you how, how other teams view Baker Mayfield. How other teams view this offense. Like, we're not going to let you beat us on the ground. We're going to make your quarterback do it because we don't think he can. And he can't and he hasn't. Well, and again, this is just like, I have not looked into this because I it, this is kind of post-game. But what it seemed to me over the last few Baker games is the other weakness in his game teams are exploiting. It's he does not throw to the boundaries well out of the pocket or mm-hmm. in the pocket. Yeah. When he's in the pocket, he really does not get to the boundaries well. If he gets out, like on rollouts, he can do it. And I think teams, that's the other reason they could run these like very condensed fronts. Mm-hmm. Because they know Baker's not going to beat them on like a corner route. Yeah. He, he, I mean... Right, or, or, the Steelers all game long in those hitch routes. Mm-hmm. Like Baker, Baker isn't doing that. Yeah, and, and what you said earlier in, ter- in terms of his arm strength, uh, yeah, he can throw those short passes. He can you know sling in those five to ten yard throws. But downfield arm strength is, has been incredibly overrated his entire career. And you know you look at the the corner routes, he can't connect on those. He doesn't have the arm strength to get there. No. He can't, he can't well, get to the, to the boundaries. In the angle. He, he doesn't, like, I believe Baker could make every throw that at a minimum you would need a quarterback to be able to make to win a Super Bowl. Okay. I, I fundamentally believe that because I don't think you need a quarterback that can throw the ball 40 yards. Like, it, having that, like, right, like Aaron Rodgers having that turns Aaron Rodgers from a great quarterback to one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you need it to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, and to, right, like, and not to compare anybody to Tom Brady, but, like, Tom Brady is, like, the quintessential example of it, but there's plenty every year, right? Russell Wilson has a great arm. I I would not want him throwing it long consistently. Um, his is better than Baker, but you see my point. 
Yeah. My issue with Baker more than anything else is it's not the tools. And I think what gets people on Baker are the tools. Right? Because if you yeah. look at the tools, he can make every throw. It's he doesn't it, we are years into this project. Right? This it we're basically three and a half years in. Yeah, we are at the halfway point. He still can't Yeah. He cannot read the field. He he can't. He he's unable to. He is a one read quarterback. I'm sorry. He's he he was successful last year when they cut off half the field on rollout plays for him to be to read the field to be successful. Okay. And now that that's not there because teams are taking it away, he's struggling. That's why you yep. see nothing but short dump offs. Why do you think the Browns run a high volume of screen passes? It's not because they are you know suddenly found this new play that no one knows how to you know defend. It's because their quarterback can't complete anything else. Yeah, I also wonder, like, I, I they are running a lot of screens. I think there are plays that people, sit, like, announcers say. So this wasn't an issue today, but I noticed it against the Cardinals. Like, there was twice where they were like, oh, those were screen passes. I don't actually think they were, like, a screen pass, the idea, it, it's an offensive line movement mm-hmm. more than a receiver movement. Yeah. I think a lot of those plays that people are saying are screens are not screen passes. I think they're dump offs. Yeah, they're more. A lot of them are more dump off than screen passes, but I, I think they do fall into the the, the play category of a right, screen right, pass. Right, sure, but like it's not like it's like the Steelers, mm-hmm. right? The Steelers ran a ton of those traditional screens, right, where the offensive line basically like fakes out the defensive line, right? Mm-hmm. And so by the time the defensive lineman realized they're in the middle of a screen pass, the pass has already been thrown. Yeah. And those offensive linemen are blocking up field. Yeah. Uh, um, it was probably like the second or... Do that all the time. We don't do that a lot. No, it was probably like the second or third uh, screen type play to Chubb where the Steelers were all over it. Like, it, they, they yeah. weren't even, like, fooled by it. A guy was standing in between Baker and Chubb. Like, well, I, I know oh, what this that, is. So that play, the other thing, the guy standing in between, that was the cornerback. Yeah. Baker didn't call it. That is a pre-snap thing that the quarterback has to do every single time. Mm-hmm. Who is unblocked? It is quarterbacking 101. Mm-hmm. There are high school quarterbacks that do that. And frankly, Baker actually tends to do a good job of that. But twice, say one was on a run to Chubb. The other was on that screen pass. Both times, Baker missed the corner. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's... there. The, uh, Listen, Stefanski has not been as good this year as he was last year. I think we all can admit that, and I think yeah. that's fair, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I don't think Stefanski's been bad. I don't think Stefanski has been the problem. No. I, like, he, he contributes to it. He deserves a portion of the blame. He's a head coach. Yes. I am but with you there. Matt, right? Like, he does. But, like, I was hearing people at the Brown Packers today saying the Browns should fire Stefanski. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like the, Stefanski deserves the same same type of blame that Sean McVay got the year after the Super Bowl, where the Rams did make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? He deserves that type of blame. Stefanski, at the end of the season, is going to need to figure out how to bring like what new coordinators he needs to bring in, what new coaches he needs to bring in. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying the season's over, right? But but Stefanski is not the reason why we've only won four games. Like today, I did not think it was a great game. That Cardinals game, I thought he called a great game. Baker didn't execute, right? Yeah, I'm with you there. Today was just like all of the bad problems came into one. Like, Stefanski wasn't great. 
Jarvis dropped a few balls that aren't Jarvis like to like he doesn't usually drop those. Uh, Nick Chubb was fairly quiet because the Steelers just stacked the box mm-hmm. and Baker was awful. Right? It was it was the worst of all worlds came together. Um, yeah. I. Stefanski is part of the problem. He's not the problem. And people think that getting, I mean, name whatever coach you want. Sean McVay, Mike Shanahan, Bill Belichick. I don't care. None of these guys are fixing Baker. No, they're not. I mean, they hired Kevin Stefanski to fix Baker. And for the most part. And to a certain degree, he actually has. Yeah. To a certain degree, he has. Like, Baker still is better than he was under that kitchen season. Yes, but it, it's still, it, it's very, very limited uh, for no, what no, you can get from. No, this is fixed Baker. This yeah. is fixed Baker. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is what fixed Baker looks like. And and so it's not like, you know, we're going to we're gonna go let him, uh, you know, dial up some passes and sling around the, the field. That's not what he's good at. It's not what he can do. Right. <laughs> like, th- if you want uh, an offense with Baker Mayfield to be efficient, it has to be this style of offense— but even with that, it's just, it's not enough. I mean, you watch every one of the Browns' drives this entire season. They're long, grueling drives. And, yeah, it eats up clock. You, you, having a couple of those a game is nice, but if that's the only way you're moving the ball downfield consistently, it's not sustainable. And asking the Browns to, to go on 14-play drives every time to score a touchdown or even just a field goal, it's just not realistic. Right, and I think like the the because that fails so much, right? Like mm-hmm. those drives, like we go seven, eight plays, it looks great, and then either you have to punt it, or we go for it on fourth, or we kick a field goal, right? Because we can't score a touchdown. I actually think it does kind of disguise how good the offense looks at some points throughout a game. Mm-hmm. But the reason they have to play like that is they know if they ask Baker to be more aggressive, he's going to throw more interceptions. Yeah. And the opportunities they've given Baker to be more aggressive generally are when he will have open throws to Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. And he's not throwing those. He's not. I don't know if Odell was hurt today. I have not looked at the snap counts. Uh, Odell was, like, either invisible or I, – I, I don't know. But Baker was not – I think he was only targeted twice. Baker was not throwing it, It's one official target because the, the one where people are accusing him of alligator arming it um, – uh, that play was uh, a rough in the passer penalty, so right, right, that one right, right. Uh, doesn't officially count. But uh, let's let's talk about that real quick. Uh, so many people blaming the receivers for the drops. Like, yeah, it'd be great if they make these catches, but come on, are you looking at these throws that they're attempting to catch? Like, that would have been just like a recreation of uh, Odell's uh, catch on the sideline for a touchdown when he was on the Giants to complete that right. pass. Uh, the, right. The the Landry drop, which people are giving him shit for, did you not see him like jump and lunge to get to that ball? I'm sorry, that was a bad pass that Landry attempted to make a play on and almost did. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this idea that we are blaming, especially Jarvis Landry, but also Odo Beckham, like two of the guys that universally have the like a claim to the best hands in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah everybody's going to drop passes, including Jarvis and Odell. Yeah. So blaming them, like, this is, like, an, an endemic issue, like, it, it, that's a little absurd to me, right? Like, mm. if all of a sudden these guys with amazing hands are dropping passes, something else is going on. And also, by the way, Jarvis and Chubb and Odell, and, and to give them credit, and Baker were all a little bit hurt today, yeah. right? I think the one guy, though, 
whose injury should not have affected his ability to execute his job, and I don't believe it did, is Baker. And the mm. reason I say I don't believe it did is that Baker looked today just like he looked in the second half against, against Kansas City, just like he looked against the Bears, just mm. like he looked against the Vikings, and just like he looked against the Texans. It's not just the injury. The injury doesn't make things better. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't help at all, but it's it's definitely, you, you look at his injury, you look at his performance, it's just like, what are we what are we doing here? I mean, is he, are you going to blame his injury or not blame his injury? Are you going to blame his receivers? Or, I mean, it, it's just so frustrating because you, anyone goes out there, puts out valid criticism or valid evaluation of Baker Mayfield, and just like a swarm of bees get on you being like, how dare you criticize our quarterback? You're not a real fan. You're not this. I'm like, really? We're at, we're at this stage now. Can't say anything bad about Baker. Oh no, you can't do it. Can't say anything bad about Baker. It's ridiculous. Well, and here's the other thing. Like what people are realizing, like, okay, let's say the Browns keep Baker, right? And let's say the Browns turn it around, make the playoffs as like a six seed this year, right? And lose early failure of a season, but like not the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, Baker gets his extension, right, which probably in that world happens. And then the Browns need to make cuts. So then next year the Browns go 500 or a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, maybe the Browns go a little bit above 500, make the playoffs, nothing special. Then Kevin Stefanski, the season after that, if he lasts that long, is in a season where he may get fired. Mm-hmm. And the reality is with Baker Mayfield, his odds of success are capped. They are capped. And I know he's young. I know he's not been great this season. I think my history as a Browns fan suggests it was very difficult to find a coach as talented as him. Mm-hmm. And, and to some degree, you need to figure out a way to make it work with him because he is more valuable than Baker Mayfield to this franchise. He is. He's 100% more valuable. And, you know, to, to kind of circle back around, you know, to something we mentioned just a few minutes ago, like when we talked after last season, we we're like, they got to do something with the offense to, to change it up a little bit because something we also talked about a lot was when it comes to this style of offense, there's a correction in year two. And there is. And that's what we're seeing right now. There's a correction. They, they know how to attack and, and limit the effectiveness of this offense. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry guys. If, if, if you don't, if you're not seeing like flashbacks of Jared Goff when he looked god awful after that Super Bowl, I don't know what you're watching. Right, and like what will end up happening because this is the NFL, and this is why like I know it's absurd to say like have patience for another year, but like there should be because generally what happens is the coaches then figure out a new wrinkle mm-hmm. and the offense works again. Um, the so like for Sean McVay, right, his version of this offense, the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. The year and the year before that, and the year after that, so three-year period was very similar, except it had a lot less heavy and a lot more like spread offense mm-hmm. elements to it, with Goff and then Gurley behind them, and then the receivers were spread out. He didn't bunch them together a lot. Um, I so he changes that last year, right? So last year he has kind of a more like I think there was three running backs that all got carries. And there was a lot more bond. Actually, their offense last year looked very similar to what ours looked like then last year. Um, and they're running the same offense this year, but now they have a better quarterback, right? And all of a sudden, the Rams look like the best team in the NFL to this point. Um, there will be that correction. But, the like, I, I don't know how many times you can correct 
with the quarterback like this. Right? Teams will adjust, and you can correct backwards, right? So after a number of years, they can correct back to what they did last year. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've seen what happens there, right? And, and so then the question is, okay, all right, Jordan and James, like, do you guys keep criticizing Baker? Uh, what's the alternative? Well, I mean, that's a fair question, right? Yeah. Like, what is the alternative? Because you can't go into next season without a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I will also posit you can't go into next season with Baker Mayfield as your only quarterback or you will not have success. So, right, so the question is, do you go for a Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, or Russell Wilson, all three who have been rumored to be on the trade block? Um, I would. You you got to explore. You have to. This team this year is, I don't care what, like, all of the flaws, I hear you. Right? There are a lot of more flaws, especially on the defense for this team, than we thought. I don't care. If you get one of those three quarterbacks this year, the Browns become a Super Bowl contender. Trade deadline's Tuesday. Yeah. Right? And, like, all the rumors seem to suggest the Browns are either not going to do anything or go after a receiver or cornerback. Which, that, um, that, I mean, the, the receiver part makes no sense to me. Um, but... uh, the receiver part makes sense to me if there's another move in, in combination, which is what I think is actually going on here. I, I think the Browns very likely could trade Odell. Oh, good Lord. I, I hope not. And that's, I why, that's why I thought you were going to. Been, Odell has been fucking phenomenal this year. The unfortunate thing is he doesn't have the numbers to prove it. I mean, he's open all of the time. If he had a quarterback who would get him the ball, he would have incredible numbers. Right. And he's blocking really well. Like, he is playing really well. He's just not seeing the ball. And my – so it it could be Jarvis too, but I I don't think the receiver – like, I don't see them trading Jarvis. If you want to see I, this team absolutely crumble in the passing game, trading Jarvis Landry is the way to do oh, that, okay? I would, I would go one step further. I think if they trade Jarvis, they win one more game this season. They'll beat the Lions, and that'll be that. I mean, we I, saw I, what they looked like without Jarvis, and they looked awful. Yeah, no, no, no. You need, Jarvis today, like, for all the bitching about his drops, like, actually had a really good game. Like, he had a really good game. So, and the fumble, like, I know, like, it... it it was not a perfect game. He had a lot of mistakes, but he played really well. This team, like, I, I think it's Odell. I think the receiver rumors make sense if they're trying to trade Odell. Um, the cornerback rumors make a lot of sense. To me they do. Because I think the Browns have realized Denzel Ward ain't it. Right? No matter how much we want him to be, Denzel Ward has not learned how to play zone, and he's hurt all the time. And those are two strikes against the guy that you're going to be talking about giving a new contract to. Uh, they they I can't think pay Denzel him. Ward, no, I think when healthy, Denzel Ward is one of the best man coverage corners in the NFL. I don't think that matters. Like, even if it's not this weird Seahawks defense, most defenses still run zone coverage, at least to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And Ward can't do it. Right? And, like, that's just a limitation. I mean, he's he's, it, he's never played a full season, right? Uh, he's he misses at least four games a year, yep, uh, or at least three games a year. I'm sorry, at least three games a year, four over the last two, uh, in both 19 and 20. Uh, and he's definitely trending uh, towards uh, missing more games this year. Well, and Ward's not going to get paid. Like Ward, if I'm a team signing Denzel Ward, I'm I'm a fan of that team. I'm excited, right? Because like you you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. 
but that the Browns can't be the team to pay him. Like we are too close to the brink, right, of the salary cap. Yeah, you have so, to prioritize. Prioritizing yeah, so the, a, a corner who is injury prone and is currently having a career worst season, not a good idea. Right. Well, and like, so the reason the cornerback rumors make sense to me is that long term picture, right? Like, Newsom looks great. I, he looks like a rookie, but I think he'll be a good player. Greedy Williams has been a pleasant surprise as a nickel, mm-hmm. right? Or is like a third corner. Yeah. Right? Like, he's been a pleasant surprise. He's been better than Denzel Ward this year. Frankly, when Denzel Ward gets back, I'm not sure if I'm starting Denzel Ward over Greedy Williams. And that's like, if you would have told me that before the season started, I would have called you insane. Right? No, but but like to get, we were like you and I both said whatever we got out of Greedy and Delpit was vanilla or cherries on top of a vanilla cake. Yeah. Right. Turns out, like they've both of them have actually played really well. Like they've been some of our better defenders this year. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's. But that's also part of the problem, right? Is like these, like greedy, especially. Like, uh, greedy to me has replaced Terrence Mitchell, which is awesome. We yeah. needed that. Mm-hmm. But like, you don't, you never wanted Terrence Mitchell starting every game either, right? Like, he was a guy that if he had to start, you're, you were comfortable with it. Like, he was like Blake Hans for cornerback, right? Like, yeah, yeah Blake Hans, we're fine. But, but you don't, he's not value added, right? And mm-hmm. so the cornerback part makes sense to me, but it's like, what did, like, I guess long-term it makes sense. But are the Browns giving up on the year? And maybe they are, right? Maybe the answer is, listen, if Stefanski can turn it around again with our second half of the season schedule, more power to him. Uh, yeah, that but, schedule is not looking too friendly. <laughs> no, and I mean, that would be the reason why, like, a guy like Matt Ryan, you hesitate to go for. Right, because, like, Matt Ryan really has probably two years left. Yeah. And... Matt Ryan has been a very, very good quarterback with one amazing season, but mm-hmm. he's never been that top tier. So, like, you make a move for Matt Ryan and you fail this year, then all of a sudden it's like, man, that trade probably wasn't a good one. Yeah. Um, so then the question is, well, will the Packers trade Rodgers or will the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson? And if the answer is yes, what is the package? It's Baker plus, I would imagine, two or three firsts. Yeah, for either one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, at least. Uh, and if I'm the Browns, I'd probably do it because I, like, as a fan, have a high opinion of this roster. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the defensive line sucks, but I think the rest of the roster is really good. Um, so I would do it, but I also understand if I'm Andrew Barry, like, if I make that trade and it fails, I'm losing my job. Yeah. That, As he should, right? If he makes that trade and it fails, he should get fired. Because he will mortgage the future over a failing project. Um, so I get why they may not. Yeah. But again, that raises the question, what are you doing with Baker Mayfield? Yeah, they, they can't extend them. They can't do this. I mean, I think any conversation about that, honestly, uh, needs to just be thrown in the garbage at this moment in time. Because yeah. uh, they can't. I mean, we're... They can't. No, they we're seeing what he's doing. He's providing misleading numbers and playing poorly. Okay. Yep. His actual performance is bad, but his numbers tell you otherwise. And that's why sometimes numbers lie. Okay. It's for moments like this. It's for cases like this. Well, it's bad numbers lie, right? Like you sent this to me in a Twitter chat today and you're hundred percent right. Like air yards, very simple stat that has one very simple meaning, right? That hmm. number isn't lying. Baker Mayfield is not throwing the ball long. 
It's all dump offs and screens. Yep. Yep. I mean, I mean, I, 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 yeah. You can't win like that. That's not a sustainable offensive strategy. It, it sure it'll give you numbers like this. It's like, oh yeah, I completed sixty six percent of his passes, over two hundred yards. It's just like, I'm 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 interested to see how the air the air yards uh, yards after catch for this game uh, turn out because I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look at them because they're obviously they're not up yet. Probably won't be up till sometime afternoon tomorrow. But I I imagine. Because we both watched this game, he didn't throw the ball downfield. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of yards after catch, not a lot of air yeah. yards. Yeah, no, I and I mean, I get like the criticizing Stefanski for not running the ball because and I, you made this point in the chat, and I think you're right. But like, some part of me thinks like Stefanski should have found a way to run the ball a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know what you wanted him to do, right? Like, I also think if you're Stefanski, Nick Chubb is your golden horse mm-hmm. right like you are not going to waste nick chubb running against seven defensive linemen 25 to 30 times a game because the offensive performance may end up better but is it going to be better enough to win you the game maybe today it may have been but like you can't know that on the first play of a game mm-hmm. right you can't know that pregame and you need to think well this Steelers team kind of sucks so we should be able to beat them without Nick Chubb having to do that. And I think that is why the strategy was what it was. I think it was, again, today it was probably wrong. But I, I don't blame him for what's going on here, right? And, like, I also think Nick Chubb was coming off injury. Like, Nick Chubb played well today, but, like, he definitely seemed like he was walking a little gingerly. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine, right? He's coming off an injury. I get it. Like, it's cool. Um, he'll be better next week, but no, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's funny last year, the bye week it was pretty simple. What Stefanski had to change, right? He needed to figure out a way to let Baker throw the ball quicker. Yeah. He did that. They added a lot of new rules. I don't know what the solution is this year, right? Because the problem is different, mm-hmm. right? The problem is now teams know Baker's only good if he can throw the ball quickly. So what we're going to do is we're going to take away all of the damaging quick throws he can make. And mm-hmm. we'll give him the dump off every time. Yeah. We'll give him the dump off. But we'll get rid of the dangerous throws. And I don't know how you fix that. And I'm not paid to know. But I, I don't. My experience watching this league, watching quarterbacks that excel in this offense one year, like way above their, their level, is that when teams figure out that key, you don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm looking at uh, the the play-by-play here. Uh, the Browns had three drives today of eight plays or more where they ended up with zero points. Jesus. Again, not sustainable offensive strategy. That that's what no. this that's what this is. <clears throat> and I, I got a question for you because this is starting to become quite the uh, di- you know divisive subject. Uh, on the internet when we're talking about the Browns. Um, fourth down. Okay. Is it time to stop going for it as often as they do? I mean, because I, I understand the logic. I understand the strategy. I understand being aggressive. I mean, you know, nobody likes punts and field goals. I get it. But they're fucking terrible at it. They are t- yeah, so terrible. I think it depends on the fourth down situation. It's like, 
today, that first fourth down that they failed on, that was bad field. Like, there's no good answer because you can't kick it there. And odds are if you punt it, you're going to give it up. Like, they'll get the ball 15 yards further away from the end zone. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, it, it, so that, I, I'm cool with that fourth down. Now, do I agree with those play calls? I guess my issue is it's more the play calls they're running on fourth down and, like, the steps they take to get there. Right? Once this Browns offense passes the 50-yard line, Everybody and their brother knows it's four down territory. Yeah. So I don't understand why if a run doesn't work on first down, we decide we're just going to pass every down. It's four fucking down territory. Run it again. Yeah. And again, keep like teams all last year and all this year have not been able. The Browns average almost five yards of carry today. Teams can't stop the run. And so, and again, I get why he's not running. Right? Like, I get mm, yeah. So, for me, number one is I would change. So, there are certain fourth downs. Like, when it is obvious field goal range, mm-hmm. given this team's performance on fourth downs right now, mm-hmm. I would start kicking it. Um, if it means giving up terrible field position, I would start punting it. Yeah. But I wouldn't totally get it out of the playbook. What I would do is when I do run fourth down plays, I'm going to change the way I want them to. I want them to change the way they're calling it. Yeah, I guess that's my. Uh, I just want them to dial back the aggressiveness just a bit because they're just not executing on all fronts. I don't even think it's just fourth down. I think yeah. it's on all fronts. It, I think they are, and I actually think the aggressiveness is a response to how teams are defending Baker and defending yeah. the Browns' offense in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would dial it back. Like, I, I think they are so good on fourth down. Last. Also, wonder what analytics says about fourth down year to year. It's very inconsistent. Right, mm-hmm. like it, your one season doesn't mean much for the following, um, which means you can expect regression. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're seeing, right? We're seeing regression. I think by the end of the year, it will end up somewhere in between where we were last year and where we've been this year. But I think the aggression overall is a response to like us feeling like, man, we just had ten plays. We won't get this again, so we got to be aggressive, right? And so it. Ought to me, all these problems come back to one guy. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> the offense looked better with Case Keenum at quarterback than it did with Baker. And I hear everybody's argument. Well, you know, if it's Case Keenum, they'll defend us the same way. Well, okay. But I know Case Keenum is going to hit Odell Beckham when he's open. I know Case Keenum is going to throw the ball to such an area where Jarvis Landry has to risk his fucking life to catch it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, yeah. Can Case Keenum make that 20-yard throw to Njoku? No. Can he make the 20-yard throw to Odell? Eh, probably not. But Baker's not really making those throws. You're right, he's not. This idea that that's the weakness you get with Case Keenum sounds great in theory. But Baker's not making those throws. Mm -hmm. So if you look at all the throws they make, each other make... Case Keenum's better at it. He is. He's he, and what he's doing is he's throwing the ball on target. So it's not just like completing. He's, he's throwing yeah. a he's throwing it an on target ball. Yeah, listen, Case Keenum. Like if he, like Case Keenum reads the field and he throws the ball on target. He just is like really, really not athletic. Mm-hmm. But but he reads the field and he throws the ball on target. So I, I mean. I don't think Stefanski's there yet, and I get why he's not there yet, because the second you bench Baker for Case Keenum is the second the Baker is no longer Brown. 
right? Like at that point, you're getting rid of Baker the following summer. So I get why they're being hesitant to do that. Um, I think likely what's likely to happen is we will win one against Cincinnati, lose one, and then beat Detroit. So I think we'll have gone two and two, right? So we'll be six and six, right? Isn't that the order? Cincinnati, Detroit, Cincinnati. Um, I think it's New England after Detroit. New England. Okay. Well, uh, Cincinnati, okay. New England, Detroit, Baltimore. I had, I had, I had them oh, switched okay. up. So totally, but okay. So Cincinnati, Detroit, New England. Let's mm-hmm. just take those three. I think the Browns have to be Detroit, and I think they will. Like what we've seen, the Browns are really good against shitty teams. Um, so they'll be, they'll be Detroit. And they win games um, against shitty teams. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried about Detroit. They will lose to is Cincinnati home or away? Cincinnati. I just closed. That. I believe it's on the road. Sorry. It's okay. Okay, we'll lose Cincinnati, and let's say we beat New England, right? So we're six and six after twelve games. Yeah, it's at Cincinnati, at New England, then at home for Detroit, at Baltimore, bye week. Okay. Okay, so let's just go to the bye week, right? So we're six and seven, right? Because that's what it's going to be. It'll be six and seven. Then you have a bye week, right? So Savanti, that bye week has to figure out, okay, how am I changing this offense? And does that change include a different quarterback? I mean, if they're if they're still somehow in the striking distance of the playoffs, it has to be considered. It really does. Yeah. I mean, like, the one thing I will say about the NFL compared to a sport like soccer or basketball, where, like, in soccer or basketball, like, a coach can come up with a change, right, and have no real idea if it'll work until it plays out on the field. I think in the NFL, the really smart coaches know if this stuff will work or not. Mm-hmm. And I think Stefanski's a really smart coach. It's just about, like, changing the playbook and then implementing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Stefanski will know if, okay, here are the five ways I could change my play calling to improve the offense. Do these five changes. Can I do any of them with Baker? And if I can't, can I do any of them with Keenum? That's a good and question. I think right and so that to me is the turning point right because right now this browns team could real like i still think they will be a playoff team but we're last in the afc north and we deserve to be last in the afc north so we got a ways to go um and if they don't make the playoffs i don't see it as like them missing it by a game no it's gonna be a few it's gonna it'll be like will max out at seven wins yeah right and so, go ahead. So, I, I wanted to throw a, a couple numbers at you, okay? And I, I mentioned this on my short preview pod for this game. Uh, it, talking about uh, Case Keenum versus Baker Mayfield numbers-wise, okay? Since everyone gets caught up in numbers. Do, would you like to know... Or I'm sure you're aware. I'll start with Case Keenum. <laughs> his uh, his numbers in the game against Denver. He's 21-33. That's 63.6% for 199 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know what Baker's average stats this year are through six games, so not including today? Probably 60% or less. I would say like 57 to 60% completion. And probably about the same, like, total yards, air yards per pass type thing. So he averages just under 20 completions per game. On okay. 28 attempts per game. Okay. Uh, he averages 63.8% completion, 228 okay. yards, 
less than a touchdown and a half per game and less than half an interception. Right. It's the same. It's, it's, it's the basically same. the same. I mean, right. It's the same, but I, I don't, and I, I can't, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I think it's the same to a degree. I don't think Case Keenum will kill drives because he will misplace passes, right? The mm-hmm. numbers may be the same because Case Keenum just can't throw it long, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's why the numbers are the are similar. But it, I would bet you within 10 yards, Case Keenum's numbers are better than Baker Mayfield's. Oh, probably. I, 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 I just imagine his on-target throw percentage is better, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know this. This is obviously stats we could check after the pod and bring up either later in the week or whatever. But, like, my eye test says Case Keenum is not a good starting NFL quarterback. I don't know that Case Keenum is worse than Baker Mayfield is right now. I actually, I think Case Keenum is better than Baker Mayfield is right now. I don't think Baker Mayfield right now is what Baker Mayfield like. Like this is that Baker Mayfield is closer to Kirk Cousins to me than like whatever the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in a slump, and at some point again, it's like, well, Kevin Stefanski is he may not be coaching for his job. I think Kevin Stefanski gets another year, even if the Browns lose every other game this season. Mm-hmm. Right, like I, I still think Stefanski deserves another year. Even if they lose every game this season, I would be mad if they get rid of him because, like, he just won Coach of the Year for a really good reason, mm-hmm. and he has not been the problem so far. Like, listen, we're not the sole problem. If there's a if there's a uh, a showdown between who they're going to keep, Stefanski or Mayfield, I think the the choice is obvious of who they should. Right, but who they will is a different story. <laughs> right, right. No, fair point. Um, and. The one thing I think Stefanski has going for him is it seems like he and Barry are a package deal. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they will keep that team around for at least another year. But then the gun is at their head, right? Mm-hmm. And then Barry is not a dumb guy. Like, I think you and I both had a little, like, I think neither of us really like Barry at first. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think we think he's, like, the best general manager in the world. But, like, I think both of us have arrived at, like, okay, he's solid. He, like, yeah. he has a plan and he's learning, which is the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not dumb, right? Like, Stefanski certainly is good at what he does. And if they get another year, my gut is them and are those two are going to Haslam and saying, you want us to win? We got to be able to trade Baker. We, we, we have need, to get like, We need there. a different quarterback because we're yeah. limited here. Right. Like, I mean, this was the thing the forty the showdown the 49ers had this offseason, right? Mm-hmm. Was that Kyle Shanahan said, "Hey, I'll get you to the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. Won't be every year because I can't. Right? He's not that good. Mm-hmm. But I, I can get you. I can promise you once every three years we'll make it to the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. You want to win a Super Bowl? I need a new quarterback." Mm-hmm. And they got him, rightfully so. Shannon has proved more than Stefanski, and I love Stefanski, but like Shannon's proved more. It's fair. Yes. It's not, it's not, that's not shitting on Stefanski at all. Shannon's been a head coach for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think Stefanski and Barry have a right to make that claim, right? And there will be quarterbacks available this summer. 
Aaron Rodgers, if he does not get traded before, is 100% available. Right? Uh, Russell Wilson, 100% available. Seattle's been talking about trading Russell Wilson for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, he's available. Matt Ryan will be available. Um, I think there's a chance, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, another guy, like a bigger quarterback that becomes available. But, like, there will be guys, is my point. And the Browns will have an opportunity to trade for those guys. The great thing about the NFL is everybody has the assets to make any trade they want. Yeah. Right? As long as the other per- other team is willing to trade the player, every team has the assets. That's the beautiful thing about the NFL. Absolutely. Because I, so, I think that's where they're at. I mean, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. There's a reason why the Rams went out and traded Goff for Stafford. Yeah. And look at it. The Rams right now are my pick to win the title. They're incredible right now. They're incredible. They destroy. I mean, Texans suck. But they destroyed the Texans today. Mm-hmm. What was the final score in that game? <laughs> it was oh, a it was, it was a blowout. Oh, hold on. Yeah. It was. Uh... <clears throat> Trying to find it. Uh, Thirty-eight to twenty-two. The Texans got some some points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that really yeah, didn't yeah. matter. But they were up thirty-eight yeah. to nothing at one point. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and funny enough. Funny enough, the the Texas uh, the Rams Texans and Eagles Lions game were mirroring each other score wise for for most of the game, which yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah. Well, and like the Eagles to me are the way this ends badly, right? Mm-hmm. With Carson Wentz, because it's funny. Like, so we have a good friend that's an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. a family friend, and like she was saying, like, listen, the Eagles mishandled Carson Wentz a lot. Carson Wentz also was never this, like, real MVP-level quarterback. Even that brilliant season he had. Like, yeah. he was benefiting off a lot of talent and a really good offensive play caller. Uh, and that, to me, is the scary end, right? And it, not necessarily because of injuries, but, like, that's what happens when you don't manage your assets well. You pay this quarterback a lot of money, and then you're stuck with them. Whereas the Rams, like, had enough assets for one move, and they made it. And now they're the happy story. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rams, like, have been aggressive for five years. They've always been aggressive. Yeah, right? I, don't, they, I, they, I don't know how they, they keep accumulating it. all these picks to trade, but they, they do it. <laughs> yeah, because they're aggressive, right? And they, they they will trade players, and people laugh. Like, I remember when they traded uh, Brandon Cooks, right? It's like, oh, man, like, look at the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Because that trade worked out. Um, I Like, they do this all the time. And then they sign these guys that are like lower level guys, but they're aggressive with these guys, right? Like the Rams don't sign Tack McKinley because if they did, Tack McKinley would be much better than Tack McKinley is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Browns, like I, I use Tack McKinley just like it's reference point. I think the Browns, like I think Clowney is a move the Rams would have made, um, right? Like they didn't need him. Mm-hmm. But if they did, they would have made it. And again, Clowney's another one where I will take a little bit of an L, not a full L, but a little bit of an L, um, because like he's been pretty solid. Like he's fine. Like he, you and I talked about this last week. He is the second edge rusher. Yeah, and th- that's, that's what where he he's best at is yep. being and, the second guy. Yep, and that's what. And you know what? Great. But I, the way this ends poorly is the Browns extending Baker Mayfield. Or the Browns keeping Baker Mayfield over Stefanski. Mm-hmm. Those are the ways this ends poorly. 
A- absolutely, it's definitely a way this ends poorly. Because, uh, I mean, you can either realize that Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback everyone thought he was. He's not the quarterback of the future. He's not a franchise quarterback. Or continue to live in denial. I'm not going to tell anyone what to do. I'm just trying to be like, hey, this is the deal. You can either accept it or live in denial. Yeah, and like, listen, I am not saying the Browns, and obviously against him, don't prove guilty or whatever. Like, I don't want the Browns to trade for Deshaun Watson because without knowing any of the actors involved, this is just a personal opinion. I think he's a vile human being. I do too. Um, I don't want him. I would rather Baker Mayfield as my starting quarterback, even though Deshaun Watson's 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Right? I am not that type of Browns fan. Yeah, I'm not going but, that but, far. <laughs> right, but, but like, Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah, no, you deal with whatever is Like, getting Aaron Rodgers now is like getting LeBron now, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, you deal with whatever issues comes with him mm-hmm. because he turns you into Super Bowl contender instantly. And it, it, He's not what he once was, but he's still that good. Yeah, and if, if everything falls apart afterwards, which it would, okay, let's be honest here, like, it basically does with every uh, team that LeBron James has ever been on. Once he leaves, it all completely right. collapses. But if you win a title, you don't care. Because right. you accomplish the Cavs. ultimate goal. Right? Hashtag Cavs. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's what it is. I mean, look, I mean, not to go too far in a Cavs tangent, but look what the Cavs are. They're they're terrible, still. Yeah, I watched my first, like, full Cavs game. So last night I went to Wizard Celtics because mm-hmm. uh, I'm in D.C. And that was a really, really fun game. And then I came home and, like, I get home, the Cavs started against the Suns. They were terrible. But, like, it's okay. Like, you know what? I enjoyed it. It's fine. They're terrible because they lost LeBron. And then they messed up basically what amounts to two draft picks. We're just not – like it, maybe not even messed up. Just, like, the best players they could have gotten were no longer available. Um and that's this is what happens, right? It's mm. what's going to happen to the Packers when they get rid of Rodgers. It's what is going to happen if Rodgers becomes a Brown and he plays two years. Maybe I think they win a Super Bowl with him. Like, I think that makes this team that good. Mm-hmm. And then Rodgers leaves and your cap is fucked because you've extended. The, and then you really fall apart, right? But but it's okay because you either won or at least went to a Super Bowl. And I know that sounds silly. Like, why are we capping it went to? I think everybody would just be smiling if the Browns went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, because never, we've, we've never been there. <laughs> right. Like, and that's my thing. Like, it, I get this point, right? What it will take to get Rodgers will be so substantial that um, what what – It'll ruin the long term future, but like, who cares? Yeah, I'm right? not, like, I'm not, I'm not it. concerned about long term future. They put this team together. They have the the amount of talent they do, and it, and it's not because we want to have this long sustained uh, <clears throat> run of being this above average team that doesn't get the job done. Okay, right. It, it's to capitalize on the guys you do have. It's to capitalize on. Chubb and Beckham and Landry and well, Hooper. I, okay, I, want, I want to hold you here for a second. Okay. Who is the best player on this team? Best player on this team? Yeah, best player on this team. Who's the best player on this team? I would say it's probably Nick Chubb right now. Okay, great. How long do running backs last in the NFL? He's got about three years. Right. So that's your window. Mm-hmm. 
That is your window. Beyond cap, that is your window. Your best player has three, three-ish years left. Mm-hmm. That's the window. And that's before taking into account of who's going to be not here in a year or two years. Yep. And so your second, third, fourth best players start to disappear. And guys that are probably shouldn't be in that discussion get elevated into that status when they shouldn't be. Right. So, again, this is the window. Like, Brown says, like, oh, well, you know, like, their quarterbacks after six years improved. Like, yeah, fair. We don't have that long. No, and we don't. listen, maybe Baker gets traded to Green Bay and we get Rodgers and we give up three first-round picks and Baker becomes an all-pro uh, and wins Super Bowls in Green Bay, et cetera, et cetera. If the Browns win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, even if the Browns go to Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't know that. No, Any Browns fan that tells you they know what Baker's going to look like in the future is full of shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what Baker's going to look like in the future. He, this, like, Odds are he's about this. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit better, but th- that's what odds would it, suggest, it's, right? It's around this. We, we, have, right. we have plenty of information now, okay? Right. Uh, before last season, before this season, you could argue we need more data. We have enough now. I'm sorry. Okay. We do. We have more than enough. We know who he yeah. is. Our, yep. We've seen him play. Our, our eyes do not lie to us. It, his, his numbers lie a lot, but some some the basic numbers. But like once you di- once you pull one fucking layer of the onion back, right, and like look at area, I'd say, oh no, the numbers aren't actually lying. Like his numbers are awful. Yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, ugh. we're at a point now where he's had what half of a season that he was outstanding yeah and that was his rookie year because <laughs> last year he was fine well, I'd say the second half of, I actually would say more than the rookie year where I thought his numbers were pretty inflated um I I would say the second half of last season he was really really good he was not outstanding but he was really really he good. was like yeah he was really good the second half of last year but like if that we're was talking that stretch of games though yeah. Right? Like his rookie year, Browns fans, and like I've been guilty of this. I'm sure at some point you've been guilty of this, right? Like, it's like yes. oh, like look at what he did his rookie year. No, man, like his numbers his rookie year sucked. Mm-hmm. He ended up with having like this good stretch towards the end where they played shit team after shit team. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Right? Like he was, his numbers were not good in his rookie year. Yeah. yeah, he set like some like pass yardage records or whatever for rookie quarterback. But like that's because the game has shifted, not because oh, yeah. is the best rookie quarterback. Of all yeah, it, the, right? those numbers have since been eclipsed by Justin Herbert, by the way. Right, um, right. But you know, you you see these people do this all the time, and <clears throat> either they're dumb or they're doing it on purpose. But they bring up like the numbers of like Dan Marino and Peyton Manning and John Elway. I mean, like, would you? throw these guys away after uh, just four years. Look at what Baker's numbers compared to them. Like, it's a different game. Yep. It's not played the same way. Like, what about Tom Brady's first four years? Tom Brady's first four years as a game manager. Sorry. And a better game manager than Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Like, Tom Brady is one of the best game managers of all time those first four years. Yeah. So, like, I don't... I, I don't want to hear it, right? Like, I don't want to hear this bullshit. Like, Tom Brady was winning Super Bowls. 
we celebrate a a single playoff win. Like, it is the greatest triumph of all time. Yeah, Tom Brady is winning Super Bowls. And I don't care what you say about the Steelers. They were a shitty team last year. Mm -hmm. Because I told you. Like, I remember telling you on the podcast, like, I thought the Browns probably were going to lose because it was too much. But the Steelers team isn't good, and that's why the Browns have a shot. Mm -hmm. The Steelers team this year is worse. I don't care what you say. The Steelers suck. They are awful. This is a game the Browns should have won. It is. It is 100% a game they should have won. There's no reason no, uh, reason or excuse for them to lose this game, but they did. Okay. Yep. And that's that's where we're at. We're at a point in time where they lost a game where they had no business losing. Okay. Uh, yep. Up to today's game, uh, I've pretty much, when I'm making my weekly picks, I've gotten every Browns game right, except for today. But here we are. They lost to the Steelers in a game that Baker Mayfield probably shouldn't even played in. Because I, I can tell you with a high level of certainty that Case Keenum gives them a realistic chance to win this game. Well, also, what I will say beyond, like, listen, I'm very critical of Baker. Baker's playing with fire playing in games right now. Like, I know Baker Mayfield is the ultimate competitor. Nobody doubts that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this is like the other thing. Like, I will give Baker credit. He has the intangibles, right? Like, he does. But he's being an idiot. Like Baker Mayfield, if he takes the year off, will have a likely a very long NFL career. Is almost like a Ryan Fitzpatricky type, mm-hmm. right? Like a guy that, like, if you have to play him, he can definitely win you games. He will get hot. He'll probably start a lot of games over his career. If Baker Mayfield, like, a torn labrum and a fractured bone is bad, but it'll recover. Mm -hmm. The second there's nerve damage, Baker's career is over. Yeah, that's that's why when I first heard about the torn labrum and the the fractured shoulder, I'm like, okay, this should be a season-ending injury, but if he plays on it and gets hurt again, it could go to career-altering or possibly ending. Right. No, he, like, I I think Case Keenum right now is a better quarterback than Baker beyond just the injury for this mm-hmm. offense. Yes. That's he, not he, saying Baker can't turn it around, because he can't. Baker is better than he played in it. He is. But at the same time, I just don't, I don't want Baker risking it right now. And I think Stefanski needs to tell him, like, listen, man, historically, I'd say you probably have a 2% chance of getting nerve damage by playing on this. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Like, if it's worth it to you, I'll keep starting you. But that's a you question that you need to ask. And meanwhile, if you venture over to Twitter, Fire Joe Woods is trending. Um, <laughs> Again, I, I, not the I, not the biggest reason that they lost today. It is a reason, well, not but the not the biggest. They lost today. And like, what do you like? To a certain degree, what is firing him going to do? It's not going to do much. They're not going to change their defense or how they do things. Just like, just like that. Uh, the best bet for this defense to succeed is for the players to really learn it over time. And to leave Joe Woods in and get consistency. Mm-hmm. 
It, because, like, if they don't, they'll fire him at the end of the season and bring in somebody new, right? Which is, like, you you don't do that if you fire him mid-season, though. So, just keep him. Yeah, I would just keep him. I would just be like, okay, whatever. I mean, see what he does. Make a change at the end of the year if you think so. Thinks that thinks that's the best course of action. I personally do. Because right. I've just never Joe been... Joe Woods has found, like, one good play, which, like, this year, which is the blitz from deep. Which I don't recall seeing any today, by the way. They did it. Uh, Delphit got, uh, I think it was a tackle on a running back. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, but, but right. Like, that's a play you can run once or twice a game, Max. I don't think he's, like, an especially gifted coordinator at this point. Um, I also don't think he couldn't get there. Like, I think you have a better chance of him getting there than whatever Bozo we promote to run the defense. Mm-hmm. So, Joe Woods isn't a problem. He's not a solution, but not a problem either. No, and like, the Browns should have known. When he said this is the defense he wants to run, they should have known there's a very good chance this failed. Yeah, I mean, this this defensive scheme has been outdated, and that's something that I've said multiple times. The, the, the only team that was ever really successful running it had... All pros and Hall of Famers littering their secondary. <laughs> okay. Well, like, look at the other guy that ran it. Uh, Mo Salah? Or not Mo Salah, sorry. <laughs> you do that uh, every time, Robert Salah. Every yeah. time, Robert Salah. Uh, Mo Salah's the best player in the Premier League. No, Robert Salah. Look at look at his Jets right now. Their defense is ass. Yeah. This defense doesn't work unless you have a perfect group of personnel. Like, yeah. again, say what you will about Greg Williams' defense. Like, any group of defense, NFL defenders could run it because you just blitz seven guys every time. <laughs> hey, cover two, blitz. That's the play. Good old Dr. Heat. Um, <clears throat> but, that I mean, that's the problem with the Browns. I mean, sure, maybe uh, having JOK back in the mix helps things a little bit, okay, because they, they do miss him, and that is obvious. But he's yeah. not changing this defense from being – extremely bad to extremely good okay no to me what jok is is the difference between today's defensive performance and the defensive performance against the vikings mm-hmm. that, that, but but again the point being there like then the defense wasn't the problem today it, it, it really wasn't they held them they held them to 15 points okay 15 points gives you a chance to win in the national football league okay mm-hmm and by no means were they good, but, like, they weren't the problem. Uh, on, on the list of things that I, I would say that they're, responsibility-wise, they're towards the bottom on my list of things for why Me the too. Browns lost today. Me too. No, I, I mean, to me, things one, two, and three are Baker, Mayfield, quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, kind of jokingly, but it's like, that's a problem. The NFL is a quarterback league. We can all say whatever we want. Having a good quarterback amounts to 70% of a team's success. Yeah. That's an arbitrary number, but like, the point being, like, if you have a good quarterback, you get a shit around them, you're still going to win games. I mean, let's let's look at Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. For Devontae Adams, where Devontae was Devontae Adams and what he is now. He had a whole lot of, like, nothing. 
there, that he was right. just turning into stars. And even, like, uh, earlier career Devontae Adams, who really wasn't anything particularly special or dynamic. Like, he made plays, right. but it's not like, oh, oh, Devontae Adams, whatever. You know, it's just, he's just the guy that Aaron Rodgers throws to. L- look at the, the cast of characters Tom Brady put on his back to win multiple Super Bowls, okay? Peyton Manning, I know he had uh, Marvin Harrison, but, like, there was a few years Peyton Manning had nothing. Yeah, starting wide receiver Blair White, okay? Right. <laughs> Pierre Carson, Austin Collie. Right. I mean, the Anthony Gonzalez for like two years before he had a career-ending yeah. injury. Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's not the same, but look at, like, Matt Stafford right now. Like, Cooper Cup is a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods is good. Van uh, Harrison, is that his name? Van Harrison is good. But there are no superstars there. No, they're not. But that offense is incredible because it turns out Matt Stafford actually is an incredible quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about a guy that, like, just fucking carried teams to, like, seven wins, which sounds absurd, but, like, look at some of those Lions teams. Oh, they were they were awful. I lived in Detroit at the time, okay? Yeah. So uh, I, I got to see and hear about it on a daily basis, okay? Uh, there were guys like, who the hell is this guy that he's throwing to? And Matt Stafford carry those teams and again i know it sounds silly but like those teams are like zero to two win teams without matt stafford oh yeah they're, they're terrible they were awful like late career reggie bush was on his team uh they, they tried to make a star out of joik bell okay and i know a lot right. of people just went right. who okay and yeah. i don't blame you okay the, the the revolving door of tight end from brandon Pettigrew to eric ebron okay I forgot about Eric E. Brown when he was on Detroit. Yeah, outside of uh, outside of Calvin Johnson, he really didn't have a whole bunch to throw to in his career. Right. I mean, yeah, Golden Tate was all right, but he's like a lower-grade Jarvis Landry. Okay. Golden Tate, in 10 years, nobody will remember who that was. Yeah. The then only he did Marvin Jones was on the team, and uh, yeah. Marvin Jones is fine. Yeah. Right, no, like, they had a bunch of, again, it wasn't like, it, he was not the only good player on those teams. But he was a lot of the reason those teams won the games they did. Um, And that's what it comes down. And I get it, there's only so many of those quarterbacks in the NFL. There's only a handful. But, right. But, but if, you have, if you have the opportunity to get one and you're a team that's in the middle of the road with your quarterback, you have to. Have to. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. Have to do everything you can to explore making that move. Okay. And right again, you and I said this last year, and I think we both underestimated how good Stafford was. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember like you and I did a literal podcast on Matt Stafford, like an hour podcast. Yeah, where we, we did. Said if the Browns could trade Baker Mayfield today for Matt Stafford, you do it ten times out of ten. You got to now. You have options. There will be quarterbacks available, but this is the last year you can get it. Right? Because, like it or not, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, for sure, are going to be on different teams next year. Mm -hmm. And I think Russell Wilson very likely is, too. And then that's it. So, it's make or break right now. Do you know who the cast of characters Matt Stafford had to to play with on offense the last time the Lions were in the playoffs? Um, 
Was Calvin Johnson still playing at that point? So this was 2016, so I don't think so. No. Uh, here no, we go. He wasn't. Here we go. Starting running back Theo Riddick, uh, 36-year-old Anquan Bolden, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron. Right, and they were a playoff team. They went 9-7, and seven, made the playoffs, and lost to the Seahawks. Right. I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback. Baker would never do that, ever. Even a hot Baker year couldn't do that. I mean, I... Man, like, I, they, I hope I'm wrong, right? I've been wrong a lot about the NFL before, and I will always admit it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope starting next week against the Bengals, Baker Mayfield will light switches, and mm-hmm. we see a Pro Bowl quarterback. That would be fantastic. Okay, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I could not even put a percent on how likely I think that is, because it's well under 1%. It's well under 1% for me as well. That's where I was going to say. Because it's just, you watch him play, he's not operating the offense, he's not reading the defense, his progressions, his reads, everything is just so subpar that's holding the offense back. It's holding the team yep. back. And if yep. your team can't score consistently, if it can't score, if it can't get chunk plays, you're not going to win. There are no chunk plays to be had on this team through the air. Any chunk play that gets on the ground. Right, which is the problem the 49ers ran into last year. Right? Like, they were still running the ball really well, but he was like, wait, Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw it, and his Nick Mullins and uh, whoever the other bench guy was, like, definitely can't throw it. Was it Beathard? Yeah, it was Beathard, CJ Beathard, yeah. yeah. Um, So, like, that's what's about to happen right now. It's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, We're we're seeing it. We've seen it in, in the past two games. With Baker yep. in. They're, they're not afraid of him. They're like, beat us, because we know you can't. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm just, I am, again, it's coming straight off a loss, straight off reaction, but I am deeply concerned about the Browns' ability. Like, listen, I'm listening to my concerns. Browns are not super high. Like, uh, the Browns having a bad season. It's like, whatever. Like, most of my life, the Browns have had bad seasons. Yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, my... Given that, in the bubble of how much concern I have for the Browns, Baker is number one on the list. Yeah. I'm deeply concerned about that. It, 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 Baker's number one, then there's a, there's a huge gap to what number two is. Mm-hmm. I can't even pinpoint what number two is. Because, like, nothing else on the team has looked bad enough to say, well, this will prevent us from making the playoffs. Defensive line outside of Miles Garrett? Yeah, but even then, like, it's like, it's fine. It, it will cap how good you can do, right? But, like, to me, it's not like, the, it's not, it's not like the safeties last year. Yeah. Right? Where yeah. It, it was like, like, the safeties last year, the secondary in general last year, it was like, this is why we will not win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I don't feel like the defensive line is at that level. Um, It's not good. It, may, it will make winning the Super Bowl harder, make getting the playoffs harder. But mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, man, like, what will we ever do? All right, I figured it out. Discipline and dumb penalties. Yeah, that is one. And I, that, to me, is a Joe Woods thing. And, like, a Kevin Stefanski is the coordinator, not necessarily the coach. So maybe that's, like, whoever the – what's his name? Uh, Alex uh, – Van Pelt. Palm. Van Pelt, yeah. 
Uh, maybe that's a him problem or Savansky's coordinator. Like, although they were better at it today than they have been. I mean, Ronnie Harris had another dumb penalty, which is now becoming a weekly occurrence. Ronnie um, Harrison's just like a dumb. Like he is good. Like don't get me wrong. I think he does Ronnie dumb Harrison's things. Good, but he, he does so many dumb things. It's not like Carl Joseph. Where like Carl Joseph is a legitimately bad NFL player mm-hmm. who then also does dumb things. Like Ronnie Harrison could be like a borderline Pro Bowl safety if he didn't do dumb things. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's just like fuck. Right. You know. Oh, great. Ronnie Harrison got another dumb penalty. It's like, well, if he sucked, I would say bench him. But they they really can't. Um, I actually think on the defensive end, the penalty problem is because they have no consistent play caller. Like when Walker's healthy, it's Walker. But mm-hmm. like then, like sometimes it's Malcolm Smith, sometimes it's John Johnson, and like. Those three kind of – and there's nobody, no consistent voice doing that. Yeah, so that's um, a problem. And so I think that is the penalty problem on defense. Like, even Ronnie Harrison, like, say what you will, like, about a guy like B.J. Goodson or, like, Sandejo, because Sandejo was the backup play caller last year, I think, on defense. Uh, it may have been Malcolm Smith. Sandejo definitely was calling a little bit, which is why he was playing so much um, for the stated reasons. But, like, Ronnie Harrison wasn't making those dumb penalties. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, if it were me, Walker is not demonstrating the ability to stay healthy this year, and maybe that's changing, right? I actually thought he played well there. He had one bad missed tackle, but I thought he was fine. Yeah. And, and I think the defensive penalties were better today. So maybe that's the trick, right, on that end, but that is a problem. But it's just like, it's one of those things that it's definitely the number two problem. It's just so far below quarterback that. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a grand Canyon size gap between one and two. Three, maybe special teams. Our special teams have sucked this year. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I will say at least the Browns are in a better situation with their, uh, their kicker than the Steelers are. Uh, Yo, all time bad play call from Mike Tomlin. So, So like I have watched the Steelers quite a bit, but like, I got to be honest, I don't pay attention to the team's punters and kickers, like, or special teams in general. That punter looks like a linebacker. That dude should have been the one running the fake. Oh, uh, Presley? Yeah. Presley Harvin? He's huge. He's he's monstrous. And Jordan Elliott just shoved Boswell and knocked him out of the game. Uh, he has yeah. a concussion. He looks entirely broken, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, that may have been the hardest Jordan Elliott tackle since he was drafted. Um, that was definitely the hardest that Boswell's ever been hit in his entire life. Oh, uh, I, poor, I, Boswell's like, I'm not playing for you guys ever again. Th- that play changed changed the game because Steelers couldn't yeah, settle oh, for field goals. They had to go for it all the time. Yeah, no, we would have. I mean, to a certain degree, it paid off because, right, they scored the touchdown on the one, but... um. Uh, yeah, I think we probably lose by another three to six points yeah. in that world. Um, yeah, no, I I don't. Uh, I just, I, I, this was the bye week. I know it's not officially, but the Browns had 10 days off. And I think they definitely tried new stuff today and it just didn't work. And that to me is what's scary. It's like, well, okay. Because now we got to play three games and then Baltimore. And we have to win all three of the next three, period. Like, we need to be at Cincinnati, Detroit, and New England. We just have to. Yeah. 
Because then you have Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh again. It's Baltimore right? twice. Baltimore twice, right? So, yeah. so you get Baltimore twice, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Like those are five games that like uh, Browns may go two and three. Right, like that would be a good turnout there. Right, it's two and three, and mm-hmm. so if you're that, that basically means five and three over the next eight games, which puts us at nine and seven. I mean, I don't think that's good enough to make the playoffs. You even if they win, right, the other one. So then they're ten and seven. Yeah. So I mean, I, got, I, I don't have... think in this, I don't think in the AFC that's good enough to make playoffs. I. It's you know, not. Now that I'm. Speaking it out, uh, you you got it's to take a miracle. You got to guarantee. You got to get your. They have to. They have to go like eight and one to, to make the playoffs, and that's just not going to happen. Right. I mean, I, I. So there are four games. I think you need twelve to guarantee it. Eleven. Eleven's fringe. Eleven is fringe. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven's fringe. I, so what that means really is they need to. So they need to win the next three. They then need to win one of the two against Baltimore. In both Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. to, that's to even have a shot, and it would just be because your division record would be so good mm-hmm. that you it would power you through. I mean, that means winning. Yeah, they, they've got to win at least seven. And so the, it, it, what's the, your confidence the, factor? Yeah, in, I in think that. that's it. I think this season maybe you know, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm frustrated it's a loss. This they they're not a playoff team right now. They're on the outside looking in. They're not. They're they're definitely not a playoff team. Like my confidence factor of them going 7 and 2 over the over the next 9 games is like zero, okay? Yeah. It, it, them I think what they're going to end up being is a team that finishes like 9 and 8, okay? They're yep. going to be in the middle and in the middle is the worst place to be in sports. Because you're not yep. you're not good enough to contend, and you're not terrible enough to possibly draft someone to fix the reasons why you're not contending. Yeah, well, and if, I mean the one thing about nine and eight is it does put a gun to Barry's head, right? It is you have to get rid of Baker, mm-hmm. or you have to get another. You have to get somebody in because that's the only way. It, this team, the talent on the roster, is going to be less next year. One hundred percent, and there's no there's I, no excuses for the for this roster this this team. To be nine and eight, okay. It it right. it, it this everything could be circle. It was the year. You're right. This, this everything could be circled back and traced back to one to one issue, which has been the theme of this podcast, and that's Baker Mayfield. Okay, right. The Browns should be five and three right now. Like I don't mean like should like they deserve to win today. I I just mean in general like that. Like the Steelers are a team we should have beaten. The Browns. Should be five and three right now, mm-hmm. and I am much more confident that the Browns are five and three and the Steelers are three and four than I am right now. Yeah, I mean, and not to get back on the whole Baker conversation, but this is the the third game this season that he's had the opportunity to lead the team on a game winning touchdown drive, and he's failed to do it in every single game. Yep. Yep. That, I, I, that's I, a big issue. I mean. And, like, you also have to imagine, like, Kansas City's going to get better as the season goes on. The Chargers are going to continue to get better as the season goes on. Like, the Bills are going to continue to be a good team. Like, teams are going to get worse. You know, barring a a season-ending injury to their quarterback, yes. Right. 
the, the Browns put themselves in a shitty position. Mm-hmm. They have. And, I mean, season is pretty much online week to week now. That's how it is. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. But, we'll see how things progress during the week. Because I'm sure things will change in terms of who's healthy, who's not healthy, what the status of certain players are. But this has been about a, a good hour and 20 minutes of, of post-game Browns venting our frustrations. Uh, an airing of grievances, if you will, if you are uh, any Seinfeld fans out there. <laughs> okay. Festivus. <laughs> that's what this was. This was Today was our Festivus. I know it's actually Halloween, but the Browns are, have Halloween colors, so I guess that works. Um, <clears throat> but with that, do you have any uh, final thoughts you'd like to add in here? No, that's really it for me. Uh, go Browns, hopefully season moves on in a positive fashion after this yep i'm with you there and uh quick reminder everybody like comment share subscribe tell your friends and family if you don't it's stealing this podcast is available on apple podcasts spotify anchor soundcloud this is believeone.com and realbrownsfans.com. brownsfans.com